Before we start, let's take a quick second and talk about California. Yes. I don't know if anyone doesn't know, but this week they became the first state to ever allow someone to legally be recognized as a third gender, which is amazing. How do they do that? Like, did the government just go like, yes, we, we, we get it. (laughs) The government's just like, like, yes. Like, how did just like California go like, okay. Well, I think it's just the state government of California decided that there is now a third option on legal documents, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Remember when I changed my name? Mm -hmm. It took like a hundred years. Yeah. So like it's a whole like fucking process because you have to go through all these forms and all these different things. And I think Mm -hmm. they just, like I think you still have to go through all of those things. Mm-hmm. It just is now, like, now it's just, like, you can change your gender to non-binary. But you still have to do, like, all the forms and shit. And, like, go to the DMV a hundred times like I did. Amazing. Okay, so, Hannah Mouncey, we're talking Australia, okay? Okay. And we're talking football, which there Uh-oh. is, like, rugby. Wait, what? Football in Australia is, like, rugby. What's rugby? It's, like, football with a little soccer, but with no pads. Okay. You use a, like, it's a rugby ball, but it looks like a football. Really popular. It's also very hot if you ever want to look up pictures of it. So Hannah is a trans athlete, and she tried to enter the AFL, the Australian Football League. It's their second year being, like, an actual organization. She was going to be the first trans football player. And then the day before the draft, the AFL said, actually, we don't want trans athletes. And what? they said, yeah, <laughs> a subcommittee of the AHL considered Hannah's data on strength, stamina, and physique and, like, compared her to them and then said no and wouldn't even let her participate in the draft. You might be asking yourself, why can they do that? According to something called the Victorian Equal Opportunity and their Human Rights Commission, you can discriminate based off of gender. If, what? But it, it's weird. It's like if what you're discriminating for has to do with the person's strength, stamina, or physique. What? That's yeah. Fun. They put out a statement that was like the subcommission's decision took into account the stage of maturity of the AFLW competition, its current player cohort, and Miss Mouncey's individual, quote, circumstance. What? That's lame. Yeah. And Wait, Twitter, so they, like, like, officially decided that she can't play? Yeah. And they, like, fully had the draft, and she was not part of it. And she was like, well, maybe next year, because there's literally oh God, nothing she can do tough. about it. Yeah, all of Twitter's blowing up. Or not all of Twitter, Australian sports Twitter and, like, Australian gay Twitter is blowing up about it. Sure. But they have a lot going on right now. Yeah, that sucks that that's coming at the same time as the plebiscite. Like, that's not good news for them. I mean, it's, it's not good news for them, but it could also be good news for them in people being like, this is terrible, something needs to change. And, like, it's a little more spotlit, depending mm-hmm. on how, like, popular Hannah is in Australia. I have no idea. But here I am talking about her, so who knows? Yeah. I just realized that people listening to to these episodes probably think that we talk like this all the time. What do you mean? (laughs) That, like, our only conversations are, like, 
highly political and like gender and sexuality based. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that's not inaccurate, but then I was like, no, 85% of our conversations are just like, I want to fuck this guy. I want to fuck this yeah. girl. <laughs> it's all just objectification. I feel like we would get arrested if anyone ever saw our check. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, not We would really. get fired from our own production company. Oh, my God. <gasps> Too soon? All right, what do you have? So I also have a sports story this week. I'm feeling sporty, just as you were. Oh. So it's not like really a big news story. It's sort of like a, it's like a smaller human interest story because I'm feeling, okay. you know, like a, you know, I feel like I'm just working at like a small town newspaper. But so mm-hmm. do you know what the Jets are besides the gang from West Side Story? You mean like the football team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You mean like the well, New York Jets? Yeah, well, I didn't, so back off. <laughs> I found this really interesting story about the former linebacker, which mm-hmm. is something, I don't know. His name's Greg Buttle, which, first of all, hilarious name. So his son just came out to him, and he's like this big, famous football guy. And the amazing part of the story is that he, when his son came out, he was like, first of all, I know. And second of all, he was like totally ready for it because this is the funniest thing. So he went to Penn State and he went there when Joe Paterno was working there. So like obviously there was like a lot going on, but they weren't ever allowed to drink alcohol or they would get suspended at Penn State. So instead of going to like a regular bar where like Joe Paterno might catch him, he would go to a gay bar because he knew no one from the football team would ever go there and Joe Paterno wouldn't go there either. If he saw anyone else there, they would also want people to not know that they were there because it was like Mm -hmm. the 70s and he was at a gay bar. He would like go there and he made like all these gay friends. And so he like almost exclusively has gay friends and it's like this like low-key champion for gay rights and when his son came out to him he was like well surprise i'm actually totally fine with that it's He's not my new favorite anything. football player i know right it's just such a cute little story and wait let me look he said something funny in the story that i thought was adorable i never looked at someone differently like just because they're different i should hate on them <laughs> wow he's great so cute also the son he realized he was gay in sixth grade and he said um there was this profound sadness of realizing i'm going to marry a girl but have to cheat on her to satisfy this other need i have which like (gasps) oh my god oh whoa that's all i have to say just i thought that guy was cool well should i go first for a person who came out Yes, because I, again, have two options. Because when you said, I have someone wild, I was like, uh-oh, might be the same person. So I... Oh, oh no. Is your person named Kevin Wilshaw? Yeah. So I'll pick my second one. Uh, more people need to come out. But I have, I have another good one, so go for it. I don't want to say too much about him because I got sad reading the article. Me too. I was like, oh, man. But he's 58, and he is like a neo-Nazi leader, and he quit the organization because he came out as being gay and Jewish. I know, right? And he said, it's not until it's pointed at you that you realize it's wrong. He's 58. Like, how... how so it really took him that long to, to figure like, out. Like, it sounds like it took him one day. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, at like 58 and a half, he was like, oh no, this this is wrong. <laughs> After 58 years of being a neo-Nazi, he was like, oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, can't wait for the gay community to welcome in him in. Can't wait for him, him and Milo to become best friends. Oh, wow. My person is actually a similar story. So, her name's Amber Cantorna. Don't like that. Um, okay. She is the daughter of an executive at Focus on the Family. Sure. Apparently, she came out in 2012, and everyone said no thank you goodbye and just like kicked her out of her family and her church and all of her friendship and she was depressed and felt horrible and sad but then she found a wife and got married so the story is a happy ending and she wrote a memoir that is just coming out either this week or next week it's a memoir all about like coming out in a family or like in a community that is like incredibly anti-gay and like how she sort of came to terms with her sexuality and became okay with herself after being taught for her entire life that like being gay is the absolute worst thing in the entire world. And she also just founded a nonprofit called Beyond that helps LGBT people of faith come out, hmm. which I think is cool. That's interesting. I like that. But also the memoir has an incredible title. Are you ready? It's called no. Refocusing My Family. <sighs> I can't believe we have to read that. Does she have kids? Well, it says that she's starting her family. So I think they're probably, like, working on getting children. Mm. They've been married for a couple years, but, I mean, yeah. Okay, anything else? No. I think that's it for the gay world. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.